the most essential task of being a human is to be a creator and a co-creator. And I say it's essential because creating is the only way to come to the essence of who each of us are. And it's really easy to spend a life not creating because of internal and external constraints. So, in my view, the task in life becomes about finding a way to move beyond those internal and external constraints. So this episode might be a little bit of a different angle on things that I've talked about before, or maybe even a deeper cut on things that I've talked about before in the last few months that I've been doing this podcast, but all of it bears repeating. And I think that what I'm going to talk about today will actually take things deeper. So if you've been listening for a while, this is going to be a good refresher and a good way to bring together everything I've already spoken about. And if this is the first time that you're listening to my podcast, first of all, welcome. Glad you're here. And this is going to give you an overview of the themes of the things that I talk about in this podcast. So this podcast is Hyper Memoir. My name is Chris Valtimes, and I'm the host. And in this podcast, we explore finding your creative voice and what it takes to become creative. And in this podcast, I talk about those things, but I also talk about episodes for my own life because I find that my life has been a really good illustration of how we can move from not being creative to being creative, which is a process that I'm still in. So anything that I'm talking to you about on this podcast, it's not just me speaking from this point of I have it all figured out. I'm actually figuring it out in process, which is what makes this so interesting to me and hopefully interesting to you. And so bringing in more about my life and more about my experiences, I hope will illustrate all the things that I'm talking about. I've had an interesting life. I've had a lot of things that have happened. And I think sharing those, weaving those in, will explain to you why I'm doing this and hopefully help you get to a point where you feel like you can have more of a creative voice and be more creative and step into the role of being a creator. And by the way, thank you everybody who's been supporting, who's been sending me emails, sending me notes. I appreciate it. I'll respond to every single one that you send me. Um, I'm doing this podcast because I love to do it. And so I really enjoy when it connects with other people, when other people feel like what I've said or what I've shared, <clears throat> excuse me, has had an impact on their lives. So letting me know that is really cool. I appreciate that. By the way, if you're just listening for the first time, I have a newsletter that I send that I usually send it every Saturday along with this podcast episode. So go ahead and subscribe. You can find the link to that in the podcast show notes, wherever you're listening, you'll see in the description, there's a link to the newsletter. Go ahead and click on that. Join the newsletter so you hear about when the new podcasts come out, but also you get a little bit more depth. I try to write and add a little bit more to what I'm saying here on this podcast, whether that's resources, pictures, whatever. Sometimes not, but mostly yes. Um, and then also simple request. If you like this, I would ask that you share it with somebody first. And then number two, if you could leave a review and rating on any podcast platform, that would help. I'm trying to grow this. I'm trying to get this out to more people because I think the message is important. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it, right? So I appreciate your support and sharing it with other people. So as I was saying in the introduction, I believe, and I think it's true. I mean, this is something that I've found to be true throughout my life, is that humans are put on the planet to create. If there's an essential task of a human being, it's to create. 
and to express. So that is to make things and express experience, express the experience that we're all living in our own ways. But if I had to point to what is the essential purpose of a human being, and maybe people disagree with me philosophically or theologically, this is my view and I stick to it. But I do believe that creating and expressing is the essential task. I do believe that that is what we're here to do. We're to act as co-creators with whatever force put us here on the planet. That's my worldview. Maybe you take it, maybe you leave it, maybe you take part of it, maybe part of it illuminates what you're doing. But that's what I believe and that's what I'm sharing with you today. But one of the things that happens on the road to being a creator and being a co-creator, as I've mentioned a lot of times on this podcast, is there are roadblocks that come up. Some of them are internal, things like perfectionism or comparison with other people that will draw us off that path. Sometimes there are external things. It can be as simple as money or people around us that hold us back, whatever that is. These blocks exist. And part of what I'm doing here is to help you move past those constraints as I help myself move past the constraints. And one of the things I've noticed as I've gotten older is a lot of those things become more acute. They become more ingrained. I'm 46 years old as of this recording. And for a lot of people listening and a lot of people out there, they feel like if they haven't been creative in their early 20s or late teens or childhood or whatever date they sort of set, they feel like the ship has sailed and they feel like things can't change. And they're going to be in this life that they're going to go through, go through, go through until they die 40 years later in their 80s, whatever. So my goal is also to shift that thinking that no matter how old you are, whether you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, or 100, you can still be a creative person. You can still move beyond those constraints. And I feel like those constraints are universal. So that's why I talk about this stuff so much. And I've talked about how a lot of people feel like maybe it's too late to create or what have you. And those are just stories. You can go back and listen to those other episodes if that's an interesting topic. But I found for me that it's been really easy to get stuck oftentimes, especially as more responsibilities have seemed to take over everything from being a good spouse to being a parent to running a business to helping other people. And I love doing all of those things. But sometimes creativity slides down the priority list. I think a lot of you can relate to that. And what that means is we often feel bound by our present, but we also feel bound by our past. And there might be things that make you feel like you can't create or that you can't truly exist and thrive as a creator. I've felt that way. And you might have had an experience as a child. Maybe somebody told you that you're no good at what you're doing, or they tell you that, hey, you're better off just focusing on being an accountant. Maybe that's a great career, but something's missing, some kind of fulfilling or some kind of essential part of your being is missing by not being a creator as well. You don't have to be just one thing in life. And I think a lot of people try to put you in boxes or put us in boxes. And that's not fair. I'm a lawyer in my everyday life. So that's what I do. That's how I support myself and support my family. And I get a lot of joy out of it. But it's not a creative act in the way that I'm talking about. It's not a creative act. Always, I should actually take that back because there is a lot of creativity built into the way that I happen to do my practice. If you know about my practice, Council for Creators, you'll know that it is actually an expression of my belief that people should be able to create and more importantly, create for a living. So if that's you, you can check that out. I'm not here to talk about that though. But the point is, is that a lawyer isn't typically seen as a creative job, but I've decided that I don't believe in that constraint. I don't want to 
live that way. I want to honor the creative side of myself. I want to come back to the essential part of myself, which is being a creator. Because I've found that life tends to work out a lot better when we open ourselves up to being creative. I don't really know how to explain it, but it's as if things just start to work out right. And the answers become easier to see as we step into that role of creator, as we sort of move into that. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode. And that's what I've talked about. But as we become creators, I do feel like there's some sort of force. And I don't know if it's just our subconscious operating. I don't know if it's something external. I don't want to get metaphysical or philosophical or spiritual. I could do that, but that's not the point. The point is things just start to work out because there's a lot of people who will call that feeling being aligned and that is how it feels. And that's how it feels to me when I'm creating, when I'm in the zone or when I take the time to create or put energy towards creating, I do feel like things start to line up a lot better. And then when I'm not creative, when I put creativity to the side, when I don't create, when I don't listen to the internal voice, that's trying to make something new, everything feels really hard and there's resistance everywhere. So there's something to be said for being creative. It just works out. I think we're designed to do that. I've seen that in my business too. I just mentioned my business, but I've also seen that whenever we take a risk, whenever we try to do something new or move outside of our comfort zone, things really work out. There's always this kind of feedback that happens. It signals to people or it signals to the universe or whoever is out there receiving such a signal that what we're doing is important and worth supporting and worth paying attention to. It's almost like the universe doesn't let you create in vain. The more that you create and truly express, the more resources and support seems to appear. But as I said earlier, there are challenges that we have to acknowledge and, and address. Because on the one hand, you have being creative, and we all know and we all strive to do that. And I do believe that pretty much every person on the planet has a creative drive and has a drive to express. Maybe there's exceptions, but I think on the whole, that's what people want to do. They want to express themselves. They want to share who they are. They want to share their experience, whether that's an individual expression, whether that's a cultural expression or a combination or something else. Everybody has this desire to express themselves. But there are things that can stop us. There are things like perfectionism and distraction and even the way society is structured. I think that a lot of our Western society, at least, and maybe not even Western, maybe even American society is set up to prevent us from creating. And I don't think it's an intentional thing. I don't think there's some sort of mysterious cabal trying to keep us from creating. But I do believe that where there's comfort, where there is distraction, where there is perfection, where there is comparison, creating becomes really hard. So we have to acknowledge those challenges. And that's what I've been doing in my life. And that's what I've been sharing with you in these episodes that I've been creating for you. So there's a lot of things. But I think a lot of times what this shows up as, I think the bottom line where perfectionism leads or comparison leads or all these other feelings lead is to fear. I think underneath it all, we have a feeling of fear. And I think alongside our desire to create, which maybe evolution has put within us, Alongside that, there's this fear, and this fear that as cavemen, cave people, cave women, has kept us safe. It kept us out of danger. It kept us away from the saber-toothed cat 
or away from the edge of the cliff that would have killed our ancestors. So we're here because of fear. But expressing ourselves, putting ourselves out there can invoke a lot of fear. It can make us not want to move forward. And I do feel that in order for us to create, because fear can be a counterpart or a part of the creative process, the fear doesn't go away. It's part of it. At least it is for me. Maybe you're listening and you're thinking, I don't feel any fear when it comes to being creative. Good for you. Really glad. That makes your life a lot easier. But for most of us and most people that I've talked to, and I've talked with a lot of people about this, fear is part of the game. And it doesn't go away. I've even heard of rock stars and I've heard of public speakers and people who step on the stage for a living, they always have stage fright. They never go up in front of that crowd or that stadium and feel like I've got it right and everything's going to be okay. The body says, be afraid, this is scary. And so fear is part of it. And I would even go so far maybe to say that those of us who feel like fear isn't part of it, that's maybe denying fear. And I would say, look at how is the fear expressing itself? Again, there's other ways it can show up besides feeling like I'm afraid and butterflies in our stomach. It can be perfectionism. It can be um, overanalysis, overthinking. Again, things I've talked about before where you might not admit that you're afraid, but you'll spend months and months and months and months and months planning something before you take a step to put something out there. So part of the game of being creative is finding ways to act in spite of fear. And that becomes a little bit confrontational with yourself at times. And I think that helps you to know yourself, but it is a worthwhile and critical battle. So engaging with fear so that you can become more creative, so that you can step into that role of creator and actually express what it is that you have to say. I've had that battle with myself so many times. I have it maybe almost every day, even sitting down to record this. I'm thinking to myself, am I prepared enough? Have I written enough notes? Have I thought about this deeply enough? And the answer is, I don't know, but I decided that today I was going to record it. So I just went ahead and did it. So maybe it's not perfect. Maybe you're listening and you're like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. But my point would be back to that. Well, I got it out there. I did it. I did what I said I was going to do. And here we are. You're listening to it. So we're moving past the creative blocks within. And part of that is also making sure that you see yourself as creative. Like I said, everybody on the planet is creative. Every human is a creative person. And the essential mission is to move past those creative blocks and move past the creative blocks that are inside, but also the creative blocks outside. It's not just about being creative and making something, but it's also about expressing something, expressing something that's true to you and getting it out into the world. So as I've said before, Creating something and expressing something is great, but it's also about moving beyond and sharing it with other people. That's, to me, been my battle, and that, to me, is the valuable step. If you don't share it with people, yes, you get something out of going through the process, and I'm never going to say don't create because you're not sharing it. And there's a lot of stuff that we create that we don't share, but I think part of the practice becomes sharing that with other people. So we're moving towards that. We want to get it out into the world and we want to get it out so that it can benefit ourselves and it can benefit others. I've often felt that creativity involves coming into a closer contact with our real selves 
and looking at our whole selves and encountering our whole selves, especially the parts that we wish weren't part of us, especially the parts that we'd rather hide. And I feel that expression and sharing and being creative is a great way to get those parts that we want to hide out into the world. And we're talking about the dark parts and the parts of you that are ensconced with shame and feelings that don't feel so great, the parts that you'd rather keep hidden and far from judgment. And I think that's where the fear might come from is we want to keep those things hidden and we're being really vulnerable when we put those things out there. But when we do share them, I think we learn more about ourselves and we turn our experience, we turn our negative experience, our darkness into something gold that can be valuable for us, but also valuable for others. So an example that I would share with you is personally, I've always felt a propensity and a draw towards darkness. And I'm not talking about the sexy, seductive darkness, not like goth, like really nice darkness. I'm talking about like crummy and gritty and grimy, disused, discarded, lonely, and desperate darkness. So think like, well, like, old time New York in the seventies, like some back alley filled with trash, like darkness. Why am I drawn towards that? I have reasons. And it's darkness that doesn't feel okay. It's darkness that feels uneasy. It's darkness that feels ill. And that reflects how I feel sometimes. So no matter how I present myself, I always have this part of me that doesn't feel okay, that doesn't feel safe, that feels really dark. And I think it's just because of where I was born. As I just mentioned, New York, I was born in New York in the 70s, and it was kind of a dark place. And even though I was only there as a young child, I think some part of that got into me, and I think some part of that affected my personality. And so if I try to hide that, if I try to put on the, hey, everything's okay, and I don't ever feel darkness, it finds a way to come out, and I feel frustrated, and I feel constrained and held back. But if I honor that, if I talk about it, if I share it, then I don't feel that way. And so what I'm doing now as sort of the side is I make music about that. So one of the things I like to do is make music. I like to make beats and I make some pretty dark shit. So that's me just getting that out. And it's maybe not for everybody, probably not for most people. I don't even know if most people will like it. Maybe 13 people listen to it ever. I don't know. I don't really care because I'm doing it to share. And as long as it's out in the world, that's my job. My job isn't to analyze how good it is or how well it did or how much money it made. I don't actually give a shit about any of that stuff. What I care about is sharing and expressing. So that's what I'm doing. So that's what I'm talking about when I say looking at the dark parts of ourselves, the parts like for me, that feels disused and uneasy and decayed and lost and disoriented because that's how I spent a lot of my childhood feeling. And if you've listened to other episodes that I've talked about where I've shared my story and I've shared the things that I've been through as a child, you'll know why I feel that way. And I can write about it, but this is another way of sharing it. And you know, I've spent a lot of years blocked creatively because I wished that I had something else to say. And I do have other things to say. That's just maybe one out of 30 kinds of things I could express, that darkness. But um, I would look at my expression and instead of thinking about, does this express what I'm feeling? 
I would be thinking to myself, is it good enough? Or am I too old to do this? Like I'm 46 years old and I'm putting music out there for the first time. I mean, like some people would say, well, what are you doing? Why are you like, isn't that something for like young people? I'm like, yeah, maybe, but not for me. But the point being that my job is to get it out. Again, it's not to live up to these made up standards that someone else has imposed upon me, but about putting something out into the world. And so, yeah, it's not about necessarily other people's reception, but about my way of putting things out. And I feel that all these constraints that we have, these internal constraints and in the external constraints as well, they express, they, sorry, the society and external constraints, I'm going to call society external constraints, supports you in not expressing. Uh, I think I did, I'm trying to think if that was the episode about perfectionism or Oh no, it was one about um, I, the second episode I ever did of this podcast was about finding time and about how all kinds of things will conspire to eat up your time. Society is designed in a way, and again, not intentionally, I don't believe. I don't believe there's a cabal who's trying to keep us from expressing ourselves, but I think there are people who, whose interests do, who are served by us not being creative. And I do think that society is set up in a way that it makes you feel like you're not enough. So if you're looking at advertisements, you're not young enough, you're not old enough, you're not rich enough, you're not smart enough to create. And I think that's all bullshit, but we tend to believe it and we take it in and we have to get past it. Um, society is set up in a way that instead of creating, what it wants you to do is go out there and make money so you can buy more, eat more, drink more, and work more instead of grappling with the creative side of yourself where you're really going to grow and you're really going to do what you're meant to do as a person on planet Earth. So that's what it is. So there's power in creating. I think it's, in essence, a confrontational and a rebellious act. You're confronting yourself and you're rebelling against the parts of yourself that tell you that you can't do it. But it's important. It's important to at least explore the possibility that you're creative. And if you're listening to this right now, you're definitely creative. You're definitely someone with something to express. Otherwise, why would you listen to someone like me speak for 20 minutes about why it's so important to be creative? So that's all I have to say about that today. And my name is Chris Valtimes, and this is the Hyper Memoir Podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, as I said in the intro, I really appreciate it. I know that You've spent now on this episode more than 20 minutes listening to me talk, and you could have listened to any podcast. And so I do recognize that. And so every time I create a podcast, I try to make it better than the last one. So if there's anything that would help you or any ideas or any experiences that you want to share with me, you can get in touch. Um, I think the easiest way is to subscribe to the newsletter that you can um, access by going to the podcast notes or you can look up Hyper Memoir online and join it that way. But um, yeah, you can always just reply back. The email address, I believe, yes, it is, valdheims at gmail.com. So that's my email address right now. So if you wanted to email me or message me or whatever or share anything with me, that would be super cool because I'm making it for you. I'm making it for myself, but I'm also making it for you because I think the more people who are out there being creative and expressing themselves and sharing stuff with the world, the better things will be. So thanks.